0: Every Friday night, we reenact one of the most moving scenes in the book of Bereshit. Jacob, reunited with Joseph, is ill. Joseph comes to visit him, bringing with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Jacob, with deep emotion, says, I never even hoped to see your face, said Israel to Joseph, but now God has even let me see your children. He blesses Joseph. Then he places his hands on the heads. Of the two boys. He blessed them that day and said, In time to come, Israel will use you as a blessing. They will say, Yesimchalokimke Ephraim Kimenasha, may God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh." And so we do to this day. Why do we use this blessing above all others? One commentator says it's because Ephraim and Manasseh were the first two Jewish children born in exile. So Jewish parents bless their children, asking God to help them keep their Jewish identity intact despite all the temptations and distractions of diaspora life. But I heard a most lovely explanation based on the Zohar from my revered predecessor, Lord of blessed memory. He said that though there are many instances in the Torah and Tanakh of parents blessing their children, this is the only time we find a grandparent blessing grandchildren. Between parents and children, there are often tensions. Parents worry about their children. Children sometimes rebel against their parents. The relationship is not always smooth. Not so with grandchildren. There, the relationship is one of love, untroubled by tension or anxiety. When a grandparent blesses a grandchild, then he or she does so with a full heart. That's why this blessing by Jacob of his grandchildren became the model of blessing across the generations, and anyone who's had the privilege of having grandchildren will immediately understand the truth and depth of this explanation. Grandparents bless their grandchildren and are blessed by them. And this double phenomenon is the subject of a fascinating difference of opinion between the Babylonian Talmud and the Talmud Yerushalmi. The Babylonian Talmud says the following. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, whoever teaches his grandson Torah is regarded as if he had received the Torah from Mount Sinai, as it says, teach your children and your children's children, and then it says, the day you stood before God, your Lord, at Horeb. The Talmud Yerushalmi, however, puts it the other way around. Here it is. Rabbi Joshua Ben Levi, Yoshua Ben Levi, used to listen every Friday to his grandson reciting the weekly parasha. One week he forgot to do so and he entered the bathhouse. After he'd begun bathing, he remembered that he had not yet heard the weekly parashah from his grandson and he left the bathhouse. They asked him why he was leaving in the middle of his bath since the Mishnah teaches that once you've begun bathing on Friday afternoon, you don't have to interrupt. He replied, is this such a small thing in your eyes? Whoever hears the parasha from his grandchild is as if he had heard the Torah directly from Mount Sinai. According to the Bavli, the greatest privilege is to teach your grandchildren Torah. According to the Yerushalmi, the greatest privilege is to have your grandchildren teach Torah to you. Now that is one argument about which no grandparent will have the slightest difficulty in saying the both are true. And of course, with an exquisite sense of symmetry. Just as we begin Shabbat with a grandparent's blessing of grandchildren, so we end it in Mariv with the words of Psalm 128: "Ore, vanim La Shalom al Yisrael, may you live to see your children's children peace on Israel. What's the connection between grandchildren and peace? Surely this that those who think about grandchildren care about the future, and those who think about the future make peace. It's those who constantly think about the past, of slights and humiliations and revenge who make war. To bless grandchildren and to be blessed by them, to teach them and to be taught by them. These are the highest Jewish privilege and the serene end of Jacob's troubled life.